0: Da, da, da. Good day. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Stand by.
1: I apologize for my lateness. I've I've been slammed today. I mean, slammed, mostly just fun radio and my own podcast and and then some work and just whatever. How are you? I'm just fine, actually. Alright, here
0: we go. You ready? Stand by. Yes.
1: This is the point of things with George Capalbo and Tom Shattuck here they are, happy, content, and occasionally reliable, Tom Shattuck and George Capambo. <laughs> I think that's us, right? Certainly Maybe. happy and
0: content. Yeah, I, I am too, actually. I had a pretty good day. Good. What'd you do? Oh, I've been writing software, so that's that's always a Ooh, good thing. Oh, George. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's all right.
1: Oh, oh, that's good. So you made, you got, um, you made progress. Are you a clean coder? Uh, am I a
0: clean coder? Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm what's referred to as a hacker.
1: Oh, okay, okay. <laughs>
0: okay. I just figured out how to make things work. But I'll, I'll talk about, i talk about something I'll talk to you about later. It's, just, it's a secret. So we'll talk about it later. Ooh. All right. uh, okay.
1: Ooh. All right. Okay. The Manhattan Project.
0: It is basically. All right. So right, by the way, I'm bringing back a feature that we've done a bit in the oh. past. Here we go. You ready? This is... Uh,
1: yeah, I was born ready.
0: <laughs> Tom's technological terror. This is where I try to come up with some technology to to either enhance or frustrate or ruin your life. And um, so do you remember, this was a big story maybe like a year ago, there's a speech therapist in Texas, and she took these speech therapy devices, which kind of looked like the easy button from Staples, and she made them all speak a word, put labels on them, so she knew what they were, glued them on a sheet of plywood... And she trained her dog, Stella, to communicate by pressing the button. The dog I mean, I, how do you feel about this? Do you feel that do, I think dogs can understand everything we say and chat with us and do all sorts of, you know, they, they understand. they get it. If they could talk, they would.
1: So I believe that between the actual words and the tone of the words, that they can glean a meaning from them. So, my dog Dave, the moment we got Dave, we changed his name. He was a year old when we got him. Yeah.
0: He was a little Jack Russell.
1: His name was um like uh um Seiko or something. That's hey, not Sally. a good name for him. He's a Dave. What child is that? <laughs> <laughs> Do you recognize No, he was a dog from Paw Patrol, I think. I hear a child. I thought they they could tell me because the the kids knew the first name. So I was trying to get uh, oh I see. them to tell me it was like for something from Paw Patrol or something okay um but the the day we got him I started calling him Dave and he always responded and ran to hey, me when I called him Dave he looks like a Dave to me and right yeah no and it, it works like he'll he'll be down the street you say Dave he'll turn and come and no and so he's like there's definitely something between the tone and just the sound that. He immediately knew it was for him, and it, yeah, well, it, it was well, it was
0: remarkable. No, it is. But I, I've, there's videos online of this happening. I have some sound clips, of course. I have some drops of this, right? And so now, now, um, nice. An owner in Tacoma, Washington, she has trained her dog, Bunny, the Sheepa Doodle, to do this. And the dog is it's thoughtful that it walks over and it'll go. Okay.
1: We were just outside, Bunny. Outside later.
0: Right, and then they'll just have a conversation. Yay. And she repeats what he says because it's not that intelligible.
1: Yes, mom, outside.
0: (laughs) wants to go outside. And then the dog thinks about it for a while, goes all the way to the other side, other side and presses this.
1: Love you. Oh, I love you too, buddy.
0: Love you. So I think, Mm. Tom, I think we need to build this for your dogs. And I've already thought about what they'd have. So this would be Pepper's... You ready for... This is what Pepper would have. This is the starting. Ooh, you can like add this, something. Right, right, here we go. Ready? For Pepper? Fence. Right? That's something. Food. Which is, could right. be any dog. And then this is the big one. Escape. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because she does escape on occasion.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, unfortunately, Pepper's main emotions are, I want to come in where you are. Um, right. And I to be want there. to... Eat that and get kids away from me. And really, I want to come in where you are. Is the big one that she would hit all the time because she always food. wants to be in. I'm in my office food. now. Right, right. 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 The food would be constantly. All right, I think. But, but the thing is,
0: like, yeah. I think Dave only gets one button. By George, the way, You ready? I, I'm sorry, I'm I'm stepping on you tonight. I don't know. I must have been a, long, a long day of you coding. Did a good
1: job, George. All right, here you go. You're you ready? Prepared. I, I I'm prepped. Yes. Here here's
0: here's the one button for Dave.
1: You. Oh, <laughs> Kill is that kill kill. Yes. Okay, it could have been a couple of things. I was a little nervous. Okay, so it's not something anti-Semitic. George. No, no it it's was, nothing uh, rude. No, it's just a little <laughs> it's a little
0: uh, so it's a little, a little nervous. No, no, I would I would. It's not even anywhere close to that. No, I think uh, Dave Dave is a killer. Right, and so that's where that came from. <laughs>
1: He is a killer. That is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. He is a killer and he wants to kill my chickens, George. It's an oh. odd thing. Uh-oh, that's not good. Right. It's an odd thing knowing that I have this this dog that wants to bolt at the chickens and we have kids who constantly let dogs out and we have a construction crew here and they've taken off the fence door so the, the the fact that Dave hasn't the chickens are living in the yard essentially right. the fact that Dave hasn't been able to bolt into the yard and kill them is, so far, a miracle. Because I've had him on the leash, and he's lunging for them. He wants oh, to attack, attack, attack. And these, there is, we do have these guinea fowl, which are now the size of basketballs. They're getting huge. And, and now those, those could take care grown. of themselves,
0: right? The guinea fowl could take care of themselves. Well, once
1: they're, right, well, they're almost full-grown, at which time they, they should be able to take care of themselves, and we'll see. Um, I hope so, but unfortunately, this Jack Russell Terrier comes up under under internet searches. as pretty much the worst dog for chickens. <laughs> oh, um, so, so Dave will have to learn or, you know, something... You can't live like this, cordoned off. Pepper is fine with him. She's not really interested in them whatsoever, and it's just excellent. And I guess that makes sense, because I guess they, they would have bred that out of a dog that's bred for hunting, saying, okay... Unless
0: it's dead. That. So Dave will kill the chickens and then... then- Pepper will bring them in the house. That's the way it's going to work.
1: I don't know. I mean, I can't tend to think that Pepper is more likely to kill Dave.
0: But... <laughs> do they, do, I thought that I, when I, the one time I I've, I've met the two of them together, they didn't seem to like hate each other. Or, or is, is, there a, is, a, uh, is there some controversy? Is there
1: some kind uh, of. No. Thing? No, but Pepper's a foxhound, so Dave's more foxish. Uh, oh, and I see. They do. They fight. They fight about once a day, about, like about five minutes of serious, five seconds of seriousness. Right. But nobody kills each other. So, but that's what George, dogs good do. News, by the way. Oh, good.
0: Give me some good news. I like some good news.
1: Good news, George. The Dixie chicks are now the chicks. <laughs> yeah, so I think go. I saw that.
0: <laughs> that seems to have and its Dana own problem. That seems to be derogatory exactly in its own it's- way, right?
1: So. I know, and and be, for that reason, Dana Perino feels like they should now just call themselves the
0: the. Just keep shortening it until right. there's nothing left. Nobody. Yeah, I like that. But yeah, I think exactly. That's, yeah, I think it's uh. <laughs> By the way, did you see the graphic I I, I sent you? A, I tweeted it to you.
1: I love it. I just saw it. I love it. It's a it's a Massachusetts uh, town city sign. I like that, George. We should do something with that.
0: We can. I, and I you know, and I can do a million of these because that is one of my secret talents: is Photoshop. You know, like deep fakes. Nothing. You can't believe anything. That would be me. I could. I could do that.
1: Ooh, very cool. <laughs> did you Did you release that cropped picture of the of the rope noose in at NASCAR? <laughs> no,
0: it has nothing to do with me.
1: <laughs> did you see it? I think I just saw it. I think that actually does look not good.
0: It doesn't look like a little loop right. that someone stuck. That looks that looks more serious.
1: Exactly, doesn't it? Isn't uh, that interesting, George? That if that that, a, that the photo shows no proper contrast for its actual size. Right. It also doesn't show that it's connected to a garage. It kind of looks connected yet, to something. I'm no. <laughs> sorry, you saying this? No, no this the be- is that you don't know it's. It's simply hanging from the sky, as far as you know, it, in that picture. So you're saying there may be the some, funny, f-
0: some active uh, editing going on. I had nothing to do with it.
1: I would say it is just remarkable that that's the picture that NASCAR is using, a picture that really looks noosey. Meanwhile, yeah. there's a picture that a reporter who covers NASCAR found that from his own stack last week, in which you can see the, door, the garage door cord. And it's a tiny handheld garage door cord. So anyway, George, I, I, and not to get political, but yeah. it is a strange very interesting. time. It's a strange time to live, and the fact that nobody's caught caught on to that what the picture that they released it was just. Anyway, that's not the the point. I mean, it's crazy. We you do, know? do you need we, to have we, a point, we've... right? Well, the point is. Here's my point to anybody who's looking at social media or looking at traditional media: believe none of it. Yeah, because I'm not saying crisis actor level believe none of it. I'm yeah. just saying that news organizations and corporations and citizens are either joining in with activist forces or are activists themselves. And uh, and it's not and it can you can see it on all sorts of all sides of all sorts of issues. You know, so just have your mind's filter ready and and well, accept I mean, no premise. That's isn't, isn't chapter that, one of my book. Isn't that no premise? except no premise. Isn't
0: that uh, pretty much the premise of the internet that you really can't believe anything you read on the internet? And that was that goes before this year, before the last three months. That goes for fifteen years ago when it was all shiny and new.
1: Uh, totally. Oh, totally. Do you remember there? There was that, <laughs> and I might have actually believed this one. For like, uh, for, like, two days, there was that picture of the... Of, of I think it was a cockpit view of one of the planes going into the World Trade Center. That was out on the internet.
0: Uh, there, there was one of a guy standing on a roof, and there's a plane coming right at him. And that's...
1: Oh, wait. So, maybe that's, that's it I on think the that's, Trade that's Center. And the plane's the about one, yeah. to hit. Right. And he's, he's taking, right, like... A, was someone's like,
0: taking a picture of him. And you go, oh, my God. That's, like, you know, the last moment. Right. And, uh, and fake.
1: That's 2001. So, like, either, you know... That was the internet was still newish, yes, to people, and that was incredible that that could happen. And in the wake of such a tragedy, I and mean, you just take it as real because I mean, who would to do something like fake something like that? I mean, a terrible person, right?
0: Well, now, now there's all was, sorts of all sorts of clickbait are, uh, thing ads on. Oh, no, no offense on newspaper websites right, that that are that. It's like a funny picture of someone, and they go, and you won't believe what happened next. And they want you to click exactly. on exactly, it. and it's that kind of thing. Yes, yeah, no, there's what? there's all sorts of stuff like that. There's all sorts of weird things. Where, or, or like uh, I think there's one of a guy getting eaten by a shark or something, and the shark's jumping out of the water and he's yes. holding a fish, right? That's fake.
1: It's there's there's, there's it. another one that's there's like some of them are kind of are true, yes, but not what you think. Like the, the picture of the, the the really beautiful like Olympic pole vaulter or something. Right an american and it said that she's so beautiful that she almost lost her job and there's a picture of her she's either got a discus or a pole vault or something like that and she's just gorgeous and then you look into it and it, she actually was a uh she was an athlete i remember was i remember when that was new
0: and and that was you know pretty much she was just the object of attention from every guy on the internet because she was a pole vaulter somewhere in the south or something i don't know i mean i don't know. i think all of those articles and what happened to right so i'm sure she's living a happy life somewhere.
1: exactly and there's a, a couple of my like like there's a picture of i think um maybe i have this backwards but there's a picture somewhere of like um, Tom Hanks and Matthew Broderick's in the background, and it, the whole thing is like he had no idea that that another star was in the background. Like just walking <laughs> down the street. I like that kind of stuff because yeah, occasionally it's. Right, Regardless, I think I think it's, you it's, and I follow uh, the
0: same thing on Twitter. It was like old school Boston, where they have old photos from the 80s and 70s and 60s of love and black. That that's just fantastic stuff. <laughs> the same thing is I remember that was when I was you know I was I was in, could be in some of those photos for all I know and you could too, but uh, you yeah. know it, and it's interesting how cars change. Cars look all old and boxy and and just angular and incorrect compared to current, and that's how they'll, that's how ours will look in the future. You know,
1: I, I would think. Oh, totally. Totally. In the feeling of, you know, those door handles where you use your thumb to push in the thing to open the door. Right. The, the metal... I mean, you know, now, you know, I wonder how much of it is due to, to like... Uh, to Steve Jobs and the look and feel of uh, of Macintosh computers, that now cars have to look and feel sleek more than ever. Has to feel good to open the door. The windows have to feel good. You know, even the way the seat remembers you. you well, know? there's a certain so, era. You know, yeah, that's right.
0: There's now software that you can have uh, three or four settings, and when you when you sit down in, in your seat and push your button, uh, your mirror and your seat and your steering wheel, everything adjusts just the way you left it. And then you realize when you you know every time I do that by the way I go man this is pretty uncomfortable and I change it, so I think it's kind of whatever you sit down into unless it's you know unless you're like compressed up to to the steering wheel, because your kid with short legs you know, was uh, sitting in the car right and messing with it it's kind of wherever you are because I, I my, my um, you know yeah
1: and the think of let's go back to like the Pavlovian experience now that we're talking about pooches George <laughs> yes. Remember, when we were kids and somebody told you or you were asked to open the window, that could immediately I- elicit uh, uh, anxiety. It, because, one, you had to crank the window. And, two, it might be a tough one to crank. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that was an unpleasant experience. Vent and windows. then getting power
0: windows. We, we actually just had someone text us. Vent windows. What's
1: oh that's that,
0: George? That, 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 this is... Um my good friend Erin texted, she's listening, and uh, she says, oh, uh, vent windows, oh, vent well, windows, I... they're the best. Where, <laughs> why did they get rid of those? I, I had a car with vent windows, and it was a little crank.
1: Are those the triangle ones in the back?
0: No, they were in the front. So the idea would be, you'd open the vent window, and then you could actually blast air into your face while you're driving. Because, you know, back yes. in the day, did, so what was the first car you had that air, had air conditioning
1: Probably um, an AMC uh, Concord <laughs> or um, uh, what's that? The one Hornet. Okay. Yep. Maybe maybe we didn't have AC in that. No, the probably think the Concorde.
0: A small car. That was a that was a, a large car. Now now that's well, a boat, but that was a small car back in the day. The right the AMC Hornet. But yeah, no, you can angle these one because I, I probably my first car with air conditioning was probably a 1980 Saab. And I think someone said, I think my dad said to me, "Are you sure you want that?" I said, "Yeah, I do." (laughs) But before that, no air conditioning. So you would open, you'd crank open your vent window, and you'd blast the air at your face. And they were solid glass. I mean, they were they were like a a serious thing. This wasn't just a little cheesy. Yes, I remember. They
1: were hard to open, all of them. I think I think um, VW bugs in vans. Oh, absolutely. Does that sound right? Right. Right. Yeah. Oh God. Jeez, that was tough. That was tough. I I had a car that um, a Buick, a mid eighties Buick that when I had I was a mid eighties like Buick, and I had a, what what year was it? It was a good. good it, it was a probably 87 i think it wasn't no, actually, it was i'm sorry i had a summers- 7 no late
0: 70s I had a late 70s b oh, yeah. 80s
1: that's a real Buick that you had <laughs> but uh but this the one i had i had no money and i had a crappy job at a hotel yeah. so i had to, i was living in salem salem mass 16 miles away so i had to commute nice down into boston yeah, with yeah, not the way I was living in it was not nice. But, uh, <laughs> but I had no I just had no money, no nothing and I I had applied for a job at this at a hotel, right? For to be like a banquet porter or a banquet to roll tables essentially in the back of the house for weddings. And um and I I had shoes that the soles were falling off and the banquet manager hired me. I found out later because he felt bad, and he said that he said to his assistant, "My God, the, the, the applicant I just talked to he can't doesn't can't even afford shoes. His shoes are falling apart. Let's bring him in." But, wow, that um, was very so nice. Wear crappy shoes. Wear yeah, that, crappy shoes. That's a, that's a so, point. That's a point for the future. But yes, was, you know, <laughs> exactly. You know, I was I was you know eighteen or whatever, and dumb and poor and just dumb. I didn't care. So, um, and living on my own. That's all I cared about. I had my own place and Salem. So, so but the the window one day. it's the middle of the winter. And my windows having problems. the The power window on the driver's side. Oh, power windows always failed like in those days.
0: Those things just were
1: yeah, worthless. Right. And it was sticking and sticking and sticking, and like and I and I was trying to 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 you know wind it down down right. for uh, you know hitting the button, and I heard something go. Oh,
0: something that's always snapped. a bad
1: sound. Yeah, it's bad. And, and then the window fell in. Oh, to the window hole and shattered. Oh. And I couldn't afford to replace it, George. So I had to, I had to, like, plastic? use a garbage bag over the. Yeah, I used it, first. I might have tried duct tape, but then I ended up with a garbage bag, and I have to just close the door so perfectly so it would last. Was then it, you can't? Was see it clear? Window, I was going to say is. it's not clear. It's a no. Oh. <laughs> no! Don't be on my left in 1992. <laughs> it was the, so, so you're the so guy, so guy that sideswiped
0: me, me? I think that was the, there was a the guy with a plastic prob- bag, and it was probably you.
1: Yes. Yeah, no undoubtedly it was. And eventually the bag just like tore away, you know, and pathetically and I had nothing, but of course I didn't have my bleep together in my the back of the car my car was full of dirty laundry, my own dirty laundry that I was intending to bring to the laundry (laughs) man. Jesus, I, maybe I shouldn't be saying this. So what I do, George, for my commute in the sub-zero Boston winter right. was just cover myself with dirty laundry once the window <laughs> was gone, and in you know entomb myself with as much you know dirty sweatpants so, as, as many dirty sweatpants as so you could.
0: When you got to work, they'd say, uh, and he smells bad too.
1: Yes, right.
0: That's this is terrible. You you've clearly you've you've. You've come out of this hole though. You've you've uh, made you've made it compared to that.
1: Right now, <laughs> you know? I eventually yes. Well, because we, um, well, I mean, then it, well, thankfully it was, thankfully the people were booking functions and weddings, so we got right. there was plenty of overtime. And I was swimming in new shoes and new car windows. All right, there we go. Loving, it. Later.
0: just loving it. Yeah, get those first paychecks, and then, then you go for it. I love it.
1: It is, isn't it funny though? Like as a young person, what you're, or maybe you weren't willing to let it go, um, but what you're willing to not give a damn. I cared about nothing when I was when I was young, George. I think maybe you. How were you? Did you care about nothing? I mean, I don't. I don't know. I, I, I mean, well, obviously, I wanted.
0: Good. I sort of did what I do now: right? software. And I had I had this old car for a while until I got some money and then I bought a Saab. You know, and with the... It actually didn't have the vent. It had vent windows, but it also had these these ones that would flip open in the back, so it, would, it was a kind of a hatchback. So you could either be fully open or fully closed, and you'd get air from that, and I bought that. But, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know that I really really cared about that much. I just kind of worked, and I was doing an MBA at night, and I was working a it, softer job. So I was just kind of in this virtual
1: world of school and stuff. And I'm going to say, George, you... You know, it's interesting because first you had the the first set of wave of computer people, right? Like uh, Wozniak and um, and and those guys. Like, I'm not talking about the the huge the like uh, digital equipment from 1960, but when when this growth of kind of the post hippie um, hippie hybrid. Uh, generation came out like like Jobs and Wozniak, etc. Um, and those guys, and maybe you were kind of part of that, a little younger. But 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 I, I was like maybe five but, years so after that, that first generation, right? So I was like, right, but half a and generation. I knew a guy who worked for IBM, I yeah. still know a guy who worked for IBM in the '60s and '70s and '80s, and he's and those guys were were kind of closer to the baby boomers, not in age. They were ab- I'm sorry, uh, they were absolutely boomers actually, um, but But they had values from the 50s, essentially. So, what I'm saying is, they weren't untidy Mm -hmm. and slobs and nerds who drank Diet Coke for overnight and just ate Skittles and, you know, showered once a week. And remember in the 80s when nerds had a bad name? They did. You we, know? We've taken and over they were now, geeky, though. And
0: they, yeah, we've taken over now.
1: Hey, oh no, yeah, no, absolutely. But that was a different <laughs> kind of nerd in the eighties. They yeah. all, they all do not rule the world, regardless. And, and but then in the eighties they weren't dateable. But you've, although I mean I, you're an interesting catcher because that, that's not you. I was always not clean. I was always hands. clean. I yes, was always, always
0: took a shower. Yeah. You,
1: no, I always took a. Sh- well, uh, I, uh, yes, but yeah. So you're not that person, and you also you have a flair to your uh to your wardrobe. I, I occasionally. Yeah. No, you do. I, I never see you not. I never see you like just like wear a t-shirt and sweatpants. There's always something happening. Yeah. You always have a fancy ha- Your influences are f- James Bond. And, yeah, I think so. Uh, all sorts of people <laughs> with class, you know. <laughs> So so, I mean, it, yeah, not that you would be that 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 person anyway. But it no, is but I hung out like, with
0: them. Those are all the my geeks friends. In, my, in yeah.
1: my school, in my age, were um, we're not getting, uh, were not hanging with the ladies, is what I'm thinking. There are a fair
0: number of people that I knew in back in the day that would have those issues, uh, but uh, you know, they were all right. they're just very quiet and nerdy and and uh, so. Do you remember? Do you remember a game called Assassin, which was you. would
1: is, yes, is, it's where you go and um, you get a name.
0: You draw a name, and you had to quote unquote kill that person, which was like shoot them with a squirt gun or something, right? Or, or right. rubber band. It,
1: it, in it was it wasn't represented in a movie with Anthony Anthony um, Edwards, maybe. Are like, gotcha or something?
0: It's it's kind of like that. So, no one could be in the room with you. You could If so, anyone right. saw you, then then you basically were, quote-unquote, arrested, right? You were reported to the authorities, and, and you were caught, okay? But if they were, you were alone with them, you do that. And there was one guy who was the wild assassin. He had the names of everyone. So, there'd be a couple of times in this game, you'd be in a room with three people, and this guy would look at you and say, I'm the wild assassin, you're all dead. And, you know, you're out, right? So, now you're out. So, this started happening at my... At my computer company, Prime Computer, which is a company that no longer exists, with all these guys that you mentioned, these 80s nerds who were, you know, basically, uh, they're nice guys, but yeah, they, they didn't get out much. And it devolved into motorized squirt guns, running gun battles in the hallways. The game just went out in the middle of the night, and there'd be like dents in the wall the next morning, and a manager would say, hey, who did that? Because everybody would work late. It was, it was a strange time. Of course, I was the equipment guy, right? I was the guy that brought all the tech in for them. To get them going right, but um, yeah, but those are, but the, yes, the, you're, you're essentially correct. But yes, nerds have now we now rule the world, and we're now the cool kids for
1: once, which is uh, I think probably good. Yeah, I think so. Too. You know, they had a hard they had a hard time initially. They did, um, but yeah, and it was even uh, codified in the movie George: Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds. Right. Right? Very autobiographical.
0: No, not at all. <laughs>
1: no, not at all. Not. No, not at all. To... I was not that nerd. No, and actually, it actually in the, in the, but that had a what a derogatory name to have a kid, and let's let's use your story because to have it wouldn't it be great to, as a father to have a kid Who's interested in sci-fi and learning in science, and movies, and the world, and has curiosity? That would Imagine, be my son, and that's one of the reasons. One of the reasons I hated everybody in my high school is that anything like that, interesting people, they beat you were up. Were castigated, right. Cast all oh, I was. Right. the dumbass, you know, football team. They were the heroes, and they were stupid, and they got to decide the rules of the high school society. Man, and they got the girls all loved them, and the guys were like total brutes to them. It was, Jeez, thank You'd get, God! Eat, I eat up if you were smart.
0: Yeah, I didn't like high school either, so I was not. A, no, high school is not yeah, my favorite time no. in the world. College is fine, absolutely. But, but high school, not, not good, not good. So, oh, by the way, I have a new drop, and this one, I'm a little. I'll, I'll tell the story. Of this, I'm a little embarrassed. You ready? New drop. This is yes. So, so if we ever decide we're going to do breaks, see, this could be like if when we have our, when we have our 15 commercials and we're on a clock and we're obviously world, uh, you know, nationally famous and syndicated, we'll need these things. So I'm developing them now for when that that day, if it ever comes. All right, here we go. You ready? But this one, this one's got a problem, and I'll tell you about it in a second. The point of things. Okay, here's the problem with this. I forgot what I said in the message. I went to Google Translate. It's nothing bad. Okay. I know I make you nervous all night long. Are we in trouble, long. George? No, we're not in trouble. It's just sort of something I, I don't. know. We could have some. <laughs> someone listening to this could play it back into into Google and tell us what I said. Maybe I could do that. But um, yeah, we
1: no, me Drew Brees' lawyer for this, no, I don't George. Think so. I'm not sure you're
0: allowed. I'm not sure you're allowed to do that. I just think it's. I think it's. It's something about us being nerds. But it does say our names. You, could, you, could you hear my name? <laughs>
1: I did. Yeah. I heard it. And that's all. I used to know it. I used to work alongside a Japanese uh, woman uh, who was in her 20s. And uh, I don't know. She used to say, and she, to her, because she was learning to speak English as well, she always thought it, it was a version of shark attack. <laughs> that's
0: that's pretty. I have a drop for this. Ready?
1: Shark is served. Such a big fan of shark meat.
0: Uh, that say I'm ready for anything. No, I. So Where is that from? <laughs> that's that's from for uh, that's um. Oh, what's his name? Um, uh, God, he's from La, he sings in Las, uh, Las Vegas. Wayne Newton as a villain. In, oh, really? <laughs> in, in, in some '90s movie, he was in a Bond film and he was a villain. He was very good. I mean, he, I think. He was excellent He's as a. He's a great actor. He's really yeah. well, a great actor. Was he? Was that the the Frank Drebin movie? It might have been, but it's just I, I was for yeah, something probably. else with sharks. Um, yeah, na- yeah.
1: Naked Gun, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Which which is terrific. I you know I, <laughs> I went to see this. It was like the second Naked Gun movie, and the people I were with they had to leave because I couldn't stop laughing. I mean, I literally just
1: was consumed with laughter. I I don't know I, why I. I... <laughs> i'm right there with you i saw that with my dad and when he said to the guy in a wheelchair don't get up I, <laughs> jesus how that movie was a great movie the second one and the first one was great I, the first I one the
0: baseball that. the where, where he's a, he's an umpire looking oh, for, yes. the, for the villain and he's he's doing strike three and it was and that was the best parody of baseball ever right because they did all the cliches yes. and they and it, they had music behind it and it was fantastic
1: Enrique Palazzo. Enrique Palazzo. <laughs> exactly. yeah. I'm laughing right now. Jesse Jackson. Yes. Yeah, that was great. That first one was great. And it's, it made half of America love O.J. Simpson because his character was And great. he was wonderful in those. Yes, and I remember when the, when the, the news of his murder came out. And they said, I was like, oh my God, O.J.'s wife is murdered. And then they said, uh, Simpson was uh, in Chicago at the time. And I thought, oh, thank God. Good. And so it's not him. He didn't do anything. It was like it's a Columbo
0: him. episode, wasn't it? He just kind of set it right. up. He's out like, of town.
1: Oh, good. So O.J. can, OJ can still do naked guns because he's a, he was such a likable guy, you know, before he <laughs> murdered the hell out of people. But... You so, know, by the way, you lose all, some of
0: your favorites. All of Colombo is on Amazon Prime right now. You can watch it for free. It has little commercials they are only about ten seconds long, so it's completely fine. And it's not a. I'm eh. I I like those. Those are like comfort food. Those I could. Those are you know.
1: I'll have to see if it. Get into it. I don't. The, the whole fuck eye thing is that. Did Peter Falk really have that?
0: Yeah, he really was missing an eye. He had, Well, I think he had cancer and he lost an eye.
1: Oh, so that's what that was. The yeah, eye yeah. Thing? yeah. That wasn't but, just. But him like. Well, I'm not trying to be cruel. I'm just wondering if that was, if he, was if he was acting or anything. And and uh, you know his roundabout way of using psychops on people. I just I don't. Maybe I have a guilty conscience that that like somebody could do that on me. Well, they or had something. They had the pilot.
0: Yeah, they could. They had the pilot of Columbo, which he's not. It's not even called Columbo. It's got like a different name. You know, Diagnosis Murder, and it's got Gene Barry in it, who's this you know good-looking middle-aged guy, and he kills his wife. And then this detective comes in, he doesn't really even look like, he's got the, he's got the raincoat, but he doesn't have, and he has a cigar, he never really lights it. But during the episode, he starts to take it over and steal it. And you can see where it all comes from. And and the guy's a psychiatrist, ah. so he starts analyzing Columbo and why he does all these things. And, you know, it, it is basically trying to humiliate him. It's it's very good. So that's, that's on Amazon Prime. Um, they should be sponsoring us too, by the way. They have plenty of cash. They should be uh, just sponsoring our show. Diagnosis Murder, yeah, the first episode, the the pilot for Columbo.
1: I've seen all sorts of ads for Perry Mason.
0: Yeah, I guess that's coming back, right? That was I was something I never got into when it was first run back in the day. I was just maybe it was just too boring, or or something. Any lawyers out there? I'm sorry, but uh, uh, I don't know. And that guy that kept losing every week, right? The district attorney man, he'd lose every week.
1: (laughs) It is interesting, you know, and I, uh, you know, and people. it's just interesting how shows like that shape you. So uh, when you were a kid and when I was a kid, and this was even into the eighties for me, the, you know, half the stuff m- my brother and I would watch was black and white. You'd never think not oh, to. Yeah, we I... loved Abbott and Costello and uh, <laughs> the old. Remember the old uh, Sea Views? What, what were they called? Voyage Voyage the to the Bottom of the
0: bottom Sea. sea. sea I I love that stuff.
1: Yeah. The, the first seasons of those were in black and white, I think. Yes, they were. And then we're in color.
0: There was kind of a period right, in the and- early sixties where they were still shooting things in black and white, and then one year everything just flipped, like about sixty six or sixty-seven. And and they would advertise that they're in color to get people to buy colored TVs. I mean I didn't have a color TV until like probably the early seventies and it was this thirteen inch one, it was small, it had some problems. I had to kind of whack it and occasionally it was but it was color. Right. And that's what I would watch Columbo on because I don't know if you remember it was the Sunday mystery movie. He was just one of the shows that would revolve in that. There was Dennis Weaver, McCloud, McMillan and Wife, with uh, Rock Hudson, and there was like one other one. But those are the those are, and they would just rotate. So they'd be doing they'd be so, ninety in minutes long.
1: And Ro- Rock Hudson's wife was the, the beautiful girl who married Steve McQueen, right? Is it? Uh, right? No, no, no. She um uh
0: no was is it Susan Saint James? And she wasn't married to Steve McQueen. She's married to a sports guy. Um, okay, from from NBC, whose name I can't I can't remember, but um, yeah, and those were all those were all good fun stuff, you know. They were, but they were so they
1: rotated. You're saying they rotated, so they so weren't always on every week.
0: Columbo would be on like every two or three weeks. He wouldn't be on every week, and that's wow. why if you look at some of the series uh, seasons, there's only four or five episodes because usually you know if you think about how many weeks are there in a year, and they do they do half a year, and then they do repeats, right. so. And I, you know, I don't watch that much series TV now. I don't know how many episodes Jesus. they do, but I think they do a similar uh, number. So you tune in. George, I
1: can't believe that you, I forgot the word repeat. Repeat. That was part of the vernacular then. Repeat. It was a repeat. There was, oh, it was just, oh, this is a repeat.
0: There was no on-demand. I mean, you were stuck. You had to change right, the how, channel.
1: How, just, exactly, how disappointing was the repeat? Repeat. Repeat. Well, unless you hadn't seen George, it. what was the most what was the most disappointing thing during any show and it'll always happen at the end? Uh the, I don't know. Tell it me, was the
0: closing credits Three
1: <laughs> words of text. Three words of text would come on the screen. Oh. I don't know. You stump me. Come on, George, in any usually action show, kind of cop show whatever, right as you get to the end, you're like, Oh, what's gonna happen? And then these three words appear. I give up. I've I've used come up all my time. On I don't
0: know. Tell me. To be continued. To be con- oh to be continued be the war two parters, but they want you to come back next week.
1: Exactly. Yes. Oh man, that was heartbreaking. No, no. How dare you? You're not letting me see what happens to Magnum. <laughs> yeah. To be continued. <laughs> okay, Just give me the whole thing now. But
0: when Batman did it, you didn't have to wait a week. It was the next day. They were half hours. Really? Yes. In the 60s. Tune in tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel. And they'd be in some horrible predicament, cliffhanger. They're, you know, being dangled over a pot of boiling oil or being spun right. they're gonna go unconscious and die, or there's a you know, gas is seeping in or something. And they'd have a crawl. Right. It was their producer with you know, text would appear and you know, will they survive? And then they tune in tomorrow, and then you'd find out so everyone would tune in because you know that was otherwise if it was the way you said well well usually the ones that say to to be continued it's a week until you see it yes and that's just painful this is one day so the ratings for the the second episode man were just through the roof because you just you just want to see that you had to tune in that was appointment tv so they did that for two years and then it got tired and then they just did hours and then it was gone so it was definitely just a three year thing the original Batman. Wow,
1: that isn't. I had no idea about that, George. I, you know, I, I remember seeing the Batman repeats as a kid.
0: I have them I all on Blu-ray repeats. at some point, and and you come, know to know Manson watch the go to the cinema room. We could watch Batman, but.
1: But I took that as a kid, just straight up. Uh, oh, everybody did. When I was an adult and watched them again, that I realized that the the whole thing was tongue in cheek. That was the brilliance it was all of a it. Joke. That was the brilliance yes. of it. Yes. And, and the guys. I remember. I heard one line. Like when I checked in, like in nineteen. You know, when I was like twenty, and was watching it again, and he said, uh, like it was louder than a tree full of sparrows with uh, machine guns. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> we're being had here. These guys are freaking these it, guys are comedians here everything I mean. had
0: a label right everything had a label you know what it, their, their belts this in the bat cave the buttons on the on the car everything had a label on it which was hilarious yeah if you were a kid you took that yes. absolutely seriously that was the most important thing in your life and once you got to be about 12 you, know, you started to figure it out then and, it was it was great again and adam west and of course really, played it serious that's the that's the thing that sold oh, it totally.
1: Because he played and actually, it like it's absolutely His off air personality fit it too. Yes. His off air personality, I thought, was just like that. He was a tongue in cheek guy. He was a great interview. Uh, but so that's very kind of a very contemporary humor for that time, at least compared to what else was out there, like the talking horse and this and that at, at that yeah. time. That was really tongue in cheek. <laughs> and I would say the other thing that was very advanced for TV, and maybe my knowledge is limited, but certainly Twilight Zone. Oh yes, was that that was some psychedelic and crazy mind stuff? Oh, just happening completely for nineteen sixty,
0: completely blow your mind. I, I'll tell you, there was another one, the Outer Limits, that was even more scary. I remember being maybe five years old or something and being terrified by it. Just it's in black and hmm. white, and there's some there's horrible sounds, and there's someone screaming, and you know it's just not good. So yeah, th- those were those were great and and great. Right by the way, the Twilight Zone was fantastic writing, and those things were done on a shoestring budget quickly, and it's amazing how good they are. They're still, I think they're still all around online. You can watch those online as well.
1: And they're still e- they're still even more creepy. Yeah, my, my wife likes to watch the Twilight Zone marathons on New Year's. Right, because she's because she's uh, probably unstable. But <laughs> and she made me one time. I joined her, and we saw the one where the army. Gets you know is that Little Big Horn, I think where um, Custer was slaughtered, right? And and they've got a tank out there and they're driving around and the, it just looks so. And maybe this is because of the limited budget. The set is just empty. It's an empty field, and it's it, it it's so desolate. There's no there's no special effects. There's no special audio, and it makes it even creepier. Correct. And I wonder, I, I, oh God, that was what a a, I'm glad that happened. I'm glad the Twilight Zone happened. I was like, fantastic stuff?
0: Crazy time. It was. Those are the good. The, so we, get out of your rocking chair, Tom. Those are the good old days of television, though. Although, I, although people tell me that today is the golden age of series television. That it's actually doing some pretty serious stuff, where they actually have a budget and they have tech that they can do things that look interesting and and, uh, and a lot of good actors. And um, you know, it's all uh, it's it's a different landscape. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah. If you're a fan of, uh, let's say, Law and Order type shows or CSI, you are swimming in glory right you're, now. You're good. This you're is, good. There's, 18 of each, and um, yeah, you do you, the whole Netflix world of stuff that you can get into. You hear more and more about, and I've, I've, uh, I like some of it. I mean, I'm, I like real stuff. I like documentaries. I, I could watch the mafia stuff all day about really? this guy getting whacked here and L2 L2 getting whacked there,
0: and you know, my Italian family. <laughs>
1: That's right. I forgot how many kapabos <laughs> I've counted on. No, actually, my family—my family was not in the
0: mob, except for
1: no, nobody's was George. No, nobody's no, no. There was one. There I was one. Understand. There was one guy.
0: There was one this, guy who was in the this mob. Is for
1: Erin's benefit, George? Yeah, no,
0: no. She's she going to find these things out about me someday. No, there was one guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and this was my grandmother's sister's son was the mob lawyer in Worcester. Yeah, Buzzy Fazzaro. As a matter of fact. He paid for and built the statue of Christopher Columbus that just got whacked in Worcester the other day. Really? Yeah, he did.
1: <laughs> Buzzy's day, that wouldn't have happened. Buzzy, that one. in both, Buzzy's day, it would have been Pavels different story. Would have been there with baseball bats. No, so none of no, 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 mine. They had nothing bats. to do with it. No, no, no. no. I, I have a totally I have a, clean. A, I
0: have a cousin who apparently borrowed some money from the mob, and one of my uncles got really mad at him, saying, "You should have come to me." He says those guys will kill you, and he paid everything yeah,
1: off. And go to a different Go to an house.
0: <laughs> yes. Uncle Leo would take good care of him. Uncle Leo would take good care uh, of him. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. And mm-hmm. she's laughing. She's laughing this, uh, at you right now, or me, or both. The fact that...
1: Y- <laughs> <laughs> None of George's people are in the mob. No, 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 no. No, mob. that was it's. Paris, true. absolutely not. No, they were in uh, organized labor in waste management. Uh, yes, but but absolutely not in the mob. Buzzy Fazaro. That's fine. Did you know George? Did you know George? That they had to take the um, the terms mafia and Costa Nostra out of the Godfather movie. Really. I do not know that. Yes, because, yes, because, uh, coincidentally, much like this conversation, <laughs> yeah. because. We're uh, marked.
0: We're marked you know, now. We're dead. We're basically be, as good as dead. Because,
1: well, because organized labor knew that it was coming from Puzo's book, and they said, oh. you better take those things out, or one, you're going to have trouble getting fed and getting your stuff moved around, uh, but two, we'll pick it. And oh. so they said, no problemo. And out. the mafia, yep. There you
0: go. But I think people got the idea. I think they didn't have to use the correct name. Oh, I think so. <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you the other the only other mob guy that I saw. so whenever whenever someone in my Italian family would die and uh, and they'd have the the uh, funeral in the Italian neighborhood, which is Shrewsbury Street in downtown Worcester, which is now all restaurants. Mm-hmm. It used to be um used to be car dealers for some reason. Now maybe there's a mob connection there. I don't know. The mob would send a representative to pay his respects. And it was this old guy, and he had, like, you know, people have, like, a comb-over? He had, like, it was, if he unraveled this, it was probably 16 feet long, and it coiled up on top of his head like a snake. It was held in with, with bobby pins. <laughs> so, of course, you couldn't laugh at him. Right? You couldn't laugh at him, Because right? <laughs> you'd be dead. But, of course, I'd be in the back of the room laughing at him, with my, and my cousins would be saying, oh, you're going to no. get us killed. You're going to get us killed. And he would come in and pay his respects and then leave, and that was it. But um, you yeah, know that was uh, the only mom that I knew. Supposedly they all yeah, left. Yeah, that is. Supposedly they they've that all is left town. That's playing with fire. That is yeah. playing
1: with fire. George, yeah. though, yeah, uh, being doing that to a guy like that because the, back then you weren't a made guy. I assume
0: I was nothing. I n- knew no one. I know no. no <laughs> uh, now, like I said, my family was good. They were all small businessmen and. Uh, they, you know, that one guy was a milkman. Olive man. oil. All, olive no, oil. No, olive oil. There was, a, uh, actually, there was a grocery mm-hmm. store. So they may have an olive sure, oil at the grocery store. I'm not going to
1: let this go. I'm not going to let this go. <laughs> you Stop. want, you really want some it. You only want
0: some good dirt. <laughs> <laughs> well... All I'm saying is you all better right. be nice to me. All right, so that's, that's just going to say that. Let's put that out there. I understand the <laughs>
1: implicit threats. I've, I understood.
0: No, but those days, they seem to be gone now. I, I you know, heard nothing of that in, in Worcester. Yes, absolutely.
1: They're yeah, totally gone. It's there's, no, yes, yeah, there's no organized it's labor. So um, when are you um, coming back up here, George? Or Am I going to the mansion? Are you still you can, quarantined? I, I, I think you're welcome to come over. Oh, hey, you know, I'm thinking of going to, have you heard of a town called Lancaster? Oh, yeah, I know it very
0: well. It's a beautiful town.
1: If they're having a strawberry festival this uh, Sunday. Really? I was thinking of heading down there.
0: Ooh! Well, let's we'll see what's going on. Maybe perhaps um, we'll join you.
1: Perhaps we'll reconnoiter. A oh, wheel? We'll,
0: we'll? well, yeah, maybe. We'll see. I don't. Know. If Aaron's still listening, you want to go to the strawberry festival? <laughs> let's see if she oh. can go. Ooh. This is kind of like in real time. Oh, she just texted me, Buzzy, with exclamation point, laughing out loud. She likes that. It's not Buzzy's roast beef. That's um, yeah, Buzzy. I don't know Ooh, what his real name was, was actually. I mean, I suppose I could look it up somewhere. There's no one Buzzy's asked now, Buzzy. I could probably find. out some cousins that would probably know his real name, but that was his nickname. So there's a reason why it was Buzzy. But yeah, maybe we'll we'll turn up at the strawberry festival. Is this, this is the strawberry season in Massachusetts. It's a very short duration, and uh, they're they're is that wonder- so? Yeah, it is. It's just a few weeks in June, and here we are. This is the height of the Massachusetts strawberry. She says yes. Okay, so we'll be at the strawberry festival. On there Sunday. You we
1: can piece together something, George. Yeah, good. Good. Maybe we can
0: do a live episode or something somewhere. All right. Excellent. So,
1: George, strawberry daiquiris.
0: I, you know, it's a plan. Could be a, So may, perhaps if you'd like, come down here afterwards. We could all... I'd fart my barbecue grill or, or something. Or we'll just meet at the Strawberry Festival see what happens. That sounds like a wonderful plan. Well, splendid, George. Maybe right. we should wrap her up. Let's wrap her up. Okay. And... Uh, good let's see do i, I hello aaron, <laughs> hello, aaron. <laughs> he's tapping at his microphone I don't know if you he can hear that
1: all right let's that see was, yeah the table all
0: right, let's see all right i'll go i'll go with some out i don't know anything i didn't i did this just as this one japanese sweeper which we do have to figure out what i actually said it's nothing bad but the, here's here's an older one uh let's see what have i got how about this one promotional consideration for the point of things provided by absolutely no one Your announcer, Felicity Humphrey-Smythe. There you go. All right. Fantastic. (laughs) George, God bless you. All right. Have a fine evening. You too. See you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.